I am a Harry Potter enthusiast, to put it nicely. Others might say that I'm a Harry Potter nerd or that I'm quote unquote obsessed, but I would retort that some people spend too much time playing in fake online football leagues or virtual games with battles and car chases. We all have our fantasy worlds that we use to escape reality. My favorite is literature. As a kid, I read the Magic Treehouse books, Sherlock Holmes, The Hobbit, and others, but J.K. Rowling's world was my favorite to visit. The first book was published when I was four years old, and the last movie released my senior year of high school. The series, excuse the pun, bookended my childhood. My childhood memories intertwine with the series of seven novels. When I started the books, I began with Prisoner of Azkaban. I had already seen the first two movies, so I began the third book in third grade in preparation for the new movie that was going to come out. And it was the biggest book I had ever read at that point. I remember itching for the movie release all year long. By the time the sixth movie rolled out, I was old enough to go to the midnight viewing at South Point Mall in Durham. Some friends and I waited in line for hours to be among the first in the world that were watching the film. I don't even really remember watching the movie as much as I do standing in line, laughing and making memories. My sister and I shared this love of literature. So when the seventh book came out, we pre-ordered a copy, picked it up together on the release date. Not my best idea to share a book since she was older, she got to read first. I waited for hours for her to fall asleep so I could start reading the first few chapters. Waiting. Usually when we think of waiting, we think of miserable Costco lines or traffic on Falls of News. But waiting isn't always painful, boring, or burdened with confusion. Over the course of my Harry Potter-packed childhood, I did a lot of waiting. Waiting for the next movie, waiting in lines with friends, waiting for my sister to finish reading. The waiting, however, was wonderful. Maybe even the best part. It was like that hopeful anticipation you get when you're excited about something. Like being a kid on Christmas Eve. It was joyful waiting. In the text from the Gospel of Luke, John the Baptist quotes the prophet Isaiah saying, A voice of the one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord and make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in and every mountain made low. The crooked road shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. The people go on to ask John the Baptist many questions, thinking that he might be the Messiah. And he answers them this way, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. As we get older, many of us lose that excited feeling for Christmas or for a new movie release. And that's okay. Priorities change. But one thing we should never lose excitement for is the promise of a Messiah. As John the Baptist shared with us, we have a promise of a Messiah who is powerful. The perfecter of our faith, the word made flesh, 
the promise of a Messiah who will wash us in the Holy Spirit, the essence and knowledge of God, a Messiah who will make clear to all people God's holy salvation. That is something that we will wait our whole lives to understand. We will wait and read books and make memories all in pursuit of this Messiah, and we still won't fully understand until we meet him one day. But there is joy in the waiting. There is joy in the waiting because of all of our other Advent promises. We are joyful because we have renewed hope and a powerful Messiah. We are joyful because we have peace that this Messiah will show us the way. We are joyful because this Messiah will baptize us with love now and forevermore. Hope, peace, and love are all promises that the Messiah brings for us and with that we can have joy. The season of Advent Notice how much joy there is in the waiting. Notice the joyful Christmas memories with your family and the joyful songs of the season on Sunday mornings. Even in the lines at the mall or the holiday traffic jams, there is joy in the waiting because it's all in preparation for something worth waiting for. On Christmas Eve, notice the glimmer of excitement that you still get because Christ, the Savior, and coming Messiah is to be born on Christmas Day. You'll remember on December 26th that the waiting is not done. Christmas is over, you'll be packing up decorations and you'll realize that you still have waiting left to do. We will all have waiting left to do until we see Christ, know him fully, the one we call Messiah. Yet there is joy in the waiting, always. 